every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. Yo, yo, yo. Well, I still feel like I always started that way. Hey, it's all good, man. <laughs> Welcome back to the Morning Dinner Podcast, guys. Podcast. Po- Did I say that right? Yeah, podcast. podcast. All right. Today, we have Ash Armand in the house. Oh, shit. How My you man. doing? Good evening. How you doing, man? I'm great, man. Yeah? Yeah, I'm good. Life, well, life is good. Uh, I was going to ask you, uh, what what did you do today? Today today was a pretty mellow day. Um, just chill with a friend of mine, trained, um, read some books. Um, yeah, just I read a lot today. How, just, how much do you do you usually read? Like, you know what? I just started reading again. I got out of the habit of reading. I used to read. A, I mean, I have a fucking shitload of books. Yeah. And um, I think coming to Vegas, my reading slowly started like going down and down and down. And it, I've just I became like so much more about the hustle and just being in the moment that I kind of let go of that part yeah. of myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I <clears throat> definitely noticed it's, a, it's like affected my. Uh, Ability to memorize stuff. Really? Um, yeah, man. Damn, I should it's, start reading well, then. Yeah. Reading is important because it's, you know, language is really, I think, what separated us to, to like, other animals in a big way. Our, yeah. our ability to communicate with each other. And by reading uh, books by the people who are really great at communicating, yeah. it just it activates different parts of the brain that needs to be stimulated. You know? Yeah, because I, you can com- yeah. communicate way better once you know your vocabulary and everything. For sure, you like, know, just your, I feel and, like and your ability to visualize reality through words becomes so much better. You know, otherwise mm-hmm. it's kind of like dull. You, you you might like see a lot in your head, but for your for you to communicate that with somebody else to see the vision in your head becomes very difficult. You know? That's true. That's yeah. crazy. I think the last yeah. book I wrote was Captain Underpants, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's deep, bro. <laughs> it's been a minute, bro. It's been a minute. Don't judge that's me. It's really deep. I was going to yeah. say, uh, um, but yeah, dude, like, I don't know, man. Like, do you think there's a difference between like reading a book and listening to a book? Um, I definitely think there is a difference because, you know, you're activating uh, different a- – when you're listening – just listening, it's more of a. Is it like it, different it, parts of your brain working? It's it's like watching TV, right? You're mm-hmm. you're in more of a hypnotic state. Where yeah. You're just pure receiving. When you're reading, you're also training your brain. Yeah. So I it's guess. like it's a two part thing where you're focusing to, you know, get in like accumulate the information. I don't know. I think there's there must be it, a difference. It, it makes you know? sense. It makes sense because yeah. like if you're reading a book, you have to actually try. Right, you have to try yeah. to read the words it, as opposed to what it you, takes it, your attention a lot more. Because if you're just kind of passively listening, yeah. which I don't think is a bad thing either, but it's yeah, it's I'm sure there's a huge difference to it. Well, hold on, we got we got way carried away with this podcast, man. Yeah. First of all, yeah. let's tell people like who are you and what do you do, man? Um, okay, so who am I? Uh, well, professionally, I work as a male escort for a company called Cowboys for Angels. I used to do a show called Gigolos on Showtime. Um, I'm also, uh, my background is in, uh, massage therapy and fitness. Uh-huh. And, um, I've just, I've studied about like sexuality for a long time. It's something that I've always been really interested in and how, uh, affects society and how people interact through their sex and how to kind of master your own sexuality. So, you know what you're doing, but it's not something that dictates your behavior, Yeah, you know, um, Wait, so, so you said, you said you used to work for, uh, for the Showtime show or, well, I mean, Technically, it's not canceled, but we haven't filmed in like two years. Okay. So I don't know what they're doing with the show. Like they say it's not canceled because usually when they like a show is done, they have an official like shows canceled. Yeah. yeah. And for some reason, they have reserved the right to be able to renew it. But it's 
just really strange because it's, so it's it, on a hiatus it, technically right it's, now. Yeah, it's a show that never failed. It didn't. It did better every season. Yeah. But for some reason, they just put it on the shelf for a while. So I don't know what they're doing with it. That's interesting, be man. Because because when 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 I hear Gigolo, like yeah, I'm ignorant, man. I I think of like Deuce Bigolo, right? Yeah, like yeah, that yeah. Movie. Like that's the yeah. only yeah. that's yeah, the only that way that I can uh, associate that word with anything is is because because it's not yeah. a very common thing to me. Yes, yes. So tell tell me like a little bit like about about being like a, a male escort. Like how how what do you think are some of the common misconceptions of being like a male escort? Common misconceptions. Um, I think there's a lot of people equated like purely to uh, just the thing gigolo has a lot of stigma where it's like they think it's something like purely like it's just like we're like slinging our dicks kind of thing yeah mm-hmm. you know but it's it's really you know we're really just selling our time so it's so much more it's more like uh, being a great uh, companion so it's, yeah a lot of it is like therapy like you just go there and you're there to really figure out why the person is there yeah. Like, what is it? It's like, did they just go through a breakup? So they're kind of like looking to be cheered up and mm-hmm. feel like the center of the universe. Or are they just in Vegas? They want to go out and just have a crazy time and kind of have like a bodyguard slush, like eye candy yeah. with them on their side. Or, you know, or, they, or they're like a high power businesswoman where they're just they're looking for um, somebody who has no drama, but they can have a blast with. And then when it's like, Time is over. They just can be like, yo, they don't have to even worry about it. You know, so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, it's it's a lot of it is just going and being a people person. You mm-hmm. know, just it's uh, yeah, it's like it's it's not that different than most of service industry. Mm-hmm. Now, well, when when whenever you uh you are a male Oscar for somebody, is there like a contract mm-hmm. process? They gotta they gotta sign paperwork or how to- the, yeah, they, they have to sign a certain thing that's like they're not contracting a sexual service, so they can never expect that. Yeah, you know, so yeah, so they have to sign a thing that they understand that before the actual booking. Happens. Because that would be technically like quote unquote illegal, right? It, yeah, it's illegal. Like you can't just like call up and be like, "Yo, I'm gonna want to get banged." Yeah, by. like yeah. you know, is that, it prostitution that, at that point? Not, at that point, it it's straight up prostitution, yeah. especially in the laws in America. Like in, I think like in Australia, Amsterdam. There's few countries where they're just a lot more like liberal about all that stuff, yeah. and um, they don't care. You know, it's like they just you, you can list like people like they list all the different things that people oh, wow. do and That's whatnot crazy. yeah so it's just yeah it's just a little different in the states you know so you're you're, you're from uh from india right okay yeah my, my mother's indian so okay i was born in new delhi you were born in new not, delhi yeah where, okay, where where's where's new delhi at That's new, india? new delhi's northern india okay yeah it's one of the really big cities how, how did india. you end up how did you end up like moving to the united states i just want to know how Whoa, you ended up being uh, born there and then coming to vegas like yeah well it's lot i've been to a lot of places before i ever made it to vegas yeah Honestly, i never thought i'll move to vegas really kind of life takes you mysterious ways but um so my dad and my mom met in japan originally my Ooh. dad was uh um he's a very intelligent man he went to college when he was very young because he was like one of those accelerated students oh, wow. yeah and uh he uh, always been a rebel kind of activist guy uh, got kicked out of school because he was doing a lot of rallies and this and that. And then they were like, okay, well, it's Vietnam War time. So they're like, you got to go to, got to go kill some people. And he was like, no, I'm not going to go kill people. I got to save people. Like, I would help people. Yeah. So he uh, he joined the Peace Corps instead. <clears throat> and he uh, he ended up in, he ended up in like, uh, I don't know. I think his last station was Korea. And uh, 
he started a import export business between Japan and Korea where he like get these old medicine chests. Yeah. This beautiful chest and then he'll refurbish it and he'll bring it over to Japan and sell it at top dollar. And he did really well doing that. And he uh, decided to move to Japan and open up a club in Japan. So Kyoto is like the old capital of Japan. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those places, like even when I was growing up there, there was not a lot of foreigners. But it was like back then there was hardly any foreigners. And he like opened up a rock club out there. So oh, all, wow. the, all the foreigners used to go there. And my mom was an exchange student. So that's how they met. Wow. Yeah. That's deep. That's a, that's a pretty yeah, like that's unique way to meet somebody, man. Yeah. That's crazy. So wait, so how how did you so okay, so you're you were born in New Delhi, right? Yeah. When did you move to the United States? I moved to the States okay, so like when I was one and a half, my grandparents flew uh my brother and me and my mom out to uh the States. Okay. And but but, um, but not to Nevada, right? It was uh No, no. I came to Nevada like I guess it's been a while now, like about four or five years ago. But before that and I lived in a lot of different places. I grew up mostly in the East Coast. Oh, okay. And Japan. Oh, nice. Yeah. So how, how did the whole opportunity of, like, becoming, like, on the TV show Gigolos come a, come to be, like? Oof, is it kind of like one of those things where you know somebody and then they ask you? and? Uh, well, okay. Uh, I guess I should go a little backstory. So in my, um, like, late teens, early 20s, I used to model. I used to model in New York and a little bit in Europe and uh, also in uh, Miami. So, um I don't know if anybody knows Model Mayhem. It was like, oh, yeah, yeah. It was like a date. Does that yeah, website still work, man? I don't know, man. Like, I yeah. haven't logged in in a long time. But even after I stopped modeling, I still um, had a profile up there. Because, like, sometimes for, like, my training and massage, like, I'll, I want to update my photos and stuff. Yeah. So I'll just meet up with photographers and, yeah, and do shoots like that. So I had a profile up on there. And um, the guy who owns the agency, Garen James, found me on it. Okay. And uh, he just sent me a quick note when I was actually back in Miami working. And um, I was curious, to be honest. Honestly, I didn't think it was a real thing. Yeah. Because I, even though I know people in the sort of, you know, that world, most guys who were doing it were generally gay or bi. Because really? Because men, you, you know, just hire, like men spend more money on their, you know, adult needs, let's say. Um, so... I didn't really think there was an industry for straight women that wanted to hire men for their time. Like you, you, you didn't you think know? that would be a thing yeah, that happened. I didn't even think it was real. And like, um, I mean, I kind of grew to like the name Cowboys for Angels, but when it first said, I was like, dude, this is not real. It's like <laughs> I just thought it was like kind of like it was like a joke. It was like a hoax, yeah, like you know? Big thing. Yeah. But uh, I was curious. So I went to go meet the guy, and uh, turned out to be a really, really cool dude. Everything was legit. I was kind of going through a transition period in my fa- my life. I was, I just moved back to Miami from LA. Um, I was sort of breaking up with my son's mom, and um, yeah, I was paying for a place in LA and had a place in Miami. And I was just like, I was like, yeah, any way to make some extra money? And I was curious, so I kind of went on for the ride. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the same day I met him, he was like, "Yo, like you're so different. Like your whole feeling is different than all the guys I have." There's a show called Gigolos on Showtime. Like, would you be interested in being on it? And I was like, the first day we met, oh, and that too, I thought he was, <laughs> I thought he was messing with me. I was like, yeah. a show called Gigolos. There's some kind like, of scam going on. I was like, I was like, what the heck? Nah. But uh, I looked it up, and it was legit. And I just decided to go along for the ride. Like, literally three months later, I was filming for yeah. the show after I started working for him. So. so, so aside from like actually being on the show, like, 
your profession is actually being like also a male uh, escort for uh, cowboys for angels, right? Yes, that's so, correct. So so that, that's like something that's currently like ongoing right now. That's what you do outside of that show, regardless. Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. One question that I had was, uh, what 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 do you think makes a good gigolo? Like, what what is something that that that, that you find women kind of like? That you see like a recurring theme when 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 you're with these women, like is there something that they constantly like like feed? Because I know I know I know like guys, yeah. They when whenever they hire a female escort, it's always like a sexual thing, right? Like they they want, but for a lot of women, it, it, it depends on the level really? of it is. Because like even even men are looking for companionship, mm. you know. Like I think the women who make the most money develop relationships with the guys. Oh, you know, it's not, and then they then there's the more the ones that are just getting hired for like a quick fix kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. a date. Yeah, yeah. Do so, you do you ever get to like to it. do you ever get to like pick and choose your clients or is it kind of like a? Uh, well, I definitely have repeats and so on. Um, but everything goes through the agency, so oh, okay. if they call up and they can, you know, they can technically book my time. It doesn't mean I'm gonna see them again. Yeah. If I don't, you know, if we don't have a good time together, but um, yeah. So it's kind of like like being an actual like when you're an actual model and then you have an agency and they book you off for commercials yes, yes. and gigs like that. Exactly, right? exactly. So there's a whole professional level to that. I feel like yeah. that's one of the common misconceptions that I I would imagine being in in like that profession is like because when, when when I hear jiggle I'm like oh like women pay you for sex like that's that's what that's, I that's what yeah, I think that, of right. That's definitely the connotation and I think um, to it to be like absolutely honest I feel the show is doing their best job to uh kind of recreate what's actually there yeah like what actually is going on but they that's tv in general though. yeah but they're so they use certain terms that are more controversial to draw uh yeah, well, yeah. Terms, yeah. audience shock you know value. what i mean that's shock value yeah. and then each each of us uh on the show we're very um sort of typecasted like they kind of focus in an aspect of you like i grew up meditating and my mom was a yoga instructor and so on, but they kind of like they'll focus in in that. They're like, "Oh, he's a Zen master and the yoga." Thing, like yeah. instead of just being like, "It's just an aspect of me," because uh-huh. they want to make it. Yeah, it's just like it's like almost it's like almost a- like they're creating a stereotype that's easy for people to relate to. Like it's oh, they're like, "Okay, I get it. This guy's this guy. This guy's this guy," and it's like. It's an easy storyline to yeah. sort of follow and get involved in, yeah. you know? Yeah. I feel like that's like the most reality TV show. Mm-hmm. Like, like yeah. it's just easier when you look at somebody on TV that's famous. It's like, okay, well, they're that person and they're yes. inside that box. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just like typecast them and then like you said, they're more familiar. They're like, Oh, okay, I know I know mm-hmm. this type of character. Yeah. So I can uh like, yeah, yeah. agree with what he does or whatnot. Exactly. Like, that's crazy. Exactly. Do, do do you ever find like uh your profession as as uh, as a gigolo as a male escort, do you mm-hmm. find that um, do you find that it kind of puts like th- does it make having a relationship hard or is it or, d- or is that completely separated like? Uh, for sure, no, it definitely makes the relationship hard, one thousand percent. And honestly, like after all that I've been through, I think it's better not to be in a relationship while you're working. Oh, really? I just yeah, I just really feel that way. I feel, um, I. I'm not as present with whoever I'm with if I'm in a relationship, you know? I'm really looking at the time, like, when the heck am I getting out of here? Yeah. Even if the client is a fantastic client. Yeah. You know? Um, so, I, yeah, if anybody, if any guys are getting into the industry, like, don't be in a relationship. Like, just focus on your job while you're doing it and, you know, use it as a stepping stone to get somewhere else and don't, yeah, it's, 
better not to be in a relationship. I feel like, like that, that, that would also be like also yeah. like in the adult film industry, right? Like there's a lot of girls. Like because I've seen interviews on YouTube yeah. where they interview like these porn stars and they're like, oh, yeah, you know, like it's a I have, I have a relationship, right? But yeah. it, I don't ever like see unless it's a because um, there's like this couple, Brycey and JD on YouTube. OK. Uh, and they're they're their own uh uh, I guess label or company for team, adult yeah. films. Yes, yes. But they're like husband and wife team. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, so cool. it's like so that's that's an example. I feel where it would work. But when it's like when it's not that way, I feel like it it it, it almost. Well, I think it depends. Like if I've I've seen couples in the industry where they both work, you know, mm-hmm. and they're also very sexual people, and they they're kind of swingers anyway. Yeah. So in that case, I think it it probably. I mean, it works for them, you know. Yeah. I, I don't know what problems they have when I, you know, nobody else is looking. That's got to be like a whole psychological it, thing. But though. Yeah. it seems like, you know, overall what they present is they're pretty happy in their relationship. So, but do you I, think, I think any, you have to see what works for like, you, you know? If you're in the field of like porn or anything, do you yeah. think it affects anything sexual wise or anything? Or, Well, you know, honestly, I think it takes a certain type of person to do mainstream porn. Like, um, but as like a you, certain kind of mentality. But as you guys know, like you guys film for the website we used to have mm-hmm. called Exotica, and like for me, I love that because I was absolutely in love with who I was filming with, right? And uh, I just think it was more artistic and beautiful, and it was organic. Yeah. Like the like the porn industry, it's very mechanical. You know, you're going there. Um, oftentimes, you don't have any vibe with the person times you're probably not even attracted to the person you're with yeah um it's a job and, and it's like you're literally just it's i don't know it's a little strange i think it takes a certain type of person to do that you know like i signed up for a, a company just out of curiosity to see like you know what would it be like to go in and do it and i didn't like it at all i just thought it was so like the entire environment it of was like- just so disconnected um and to me like sex is a lot more than that you know it's like as an art there's a beauty to it there needs to be chemistry like otherwise what are we just poking body parts you know yeah. what i mean it's just i don't know i think it kills i think that's why there's a lot of weirdness in like um the youth's idea of sexuality because they grew up watching this super disconnected sex where people are they're not they're just using each other as body parts and there's no i don't know it's just it takes away the human element from it Right. With the, you know, of, of how like affection and, and attraction happens. Cause that all has to happen in real life before mm-hmm. sex happens. Yeah. And naturally. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. everybody's going straight to just like, oh, Rusting. let's spread the ass <laughs> and poke a finger. Like, <laughs> it's so, it's, gonna you know, be a it's, right there. it's so non organic. It's, uh, yeah. it's a you little know? like, it's like, um, what is it? It's it's reality TV. Like, it's set up, it's super fake. And a lot of people like, super objectifying, you know? Base their first sexual experience with usually porn and it's yeah. like nah it doesn't work like that it, like and, it needs to be they, more sensual and, and they don't get to enjoy it because like the thing people don't understand is like your body is like this miracle of sensations like and there's so much feeling in your body if you can allow yourself to feel it but if you're too stuck in your head or you're too tense you don't feel anything so you're just stuck in the action of wanting to live out this weird fantasy that's like this tension that's built up to release that instead of actually really enjoying the experience and exploring each other's body and exploring each other's fantasies, you know, like it's, you're, you're too into your head that you're not really creating this kind of loop of energy where you start getting high, high off each other's, uh, what you call it? Excitement, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 
I, I have a buddy of mine, uh, and I, I won't say his name because I don't know if he wants this information out there, but I have an anonymous friend who's actually uh, practicing, uh, what's it called, abstinence? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and, and he, he, he told me that essentially that um, when he feels, because he's a very spiritual kind of guy, like he like he yeah. does a lot of meditation and things like that, um, and he says that whenever you have like a sexual encounter with somebody, People don't realize the 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 bonding that happens. The bonding that happens, oh, and also how how powerful, you man. you're taking on who they are as yeah. a part of you. Yeah. And if you guys aren't ultimately good for each other, then it kind of leaves like you know like a bad. It's. I mean, I don't. Know if a lot of people can like understand, but it's like it's it is there's a, like a karma and dharma to everything you do. Every action for me coming here and having this interview with you, it changes my whole course of my reality. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The people I associate with. That affects um, my energetic field. Like it, there's, there's everything affects everything, you know. And like, and sex is one of the most bonding experiences you can really have. It's the most primal experience you can really have. So if you think that that's not gonna affect you at any level, you're freaking delusional, you know. Yeah, something's wow. definitely wrong. Yeah, that's deep. Like, cause that's like I, I've just I've been learning a lot, you know. Yeah. Being in a relationship and whatnot, and just like. Before that, too, just, like, always basing myself off of, once again, what I see on TV and everything. Yeah. And it kind of, like, it, yeah, it's, it blinds a lot of people. And a lot of people's yeah. minds are, like, fogged up. No, we, we're super fogged up. We're overstimulated. We're so disconnected to our, like, our just innate ability to perceive, mm-hmm. you know? Well, we're constantly in the need of being medicated, like, kind of. Like you're, for uh, example, like well, they, like they, if I'm getting sleepy, like yeah. I want an energy drink, right? Like we're, like we need we yes, need that yes. external force to keep us kind of like keep keep us keep us and, on the buzz, you know? Yeah. Taking the Adderalls, taking this, and you know, uh, I did this little thing on like on my Instagram page before, and people like I don't know, they complain a lot about all these young rappers talking about drugs, and I'm like, well, parents are putting their kids on drugs at a, they're making lifelong drug users. Yeah out of these kids like i don't even I, notice it dude my, my my son's almost 16 and um when he was what was he was he was like seven yeah we were he was going to school in santa monica he's scoring at the top five percentile in california wow, oh, wow. right and the teacher's calling me in and telling me that he needs my son needs to be on adderall and they have put this whole freaking meeting on and i was like what i'm like no way you're gonna put my son on adderall and i'm Boy. like and i'm like why and they're like, oh, because when he gets up and when he like when he goes to write something on the board, he will dance and move. Like I'm like, he's half fucking Dominican. Like, you know, the the movement is a part of life. Like, it's not natural for a kid to sit in a classroom for an hour. So if he's getting up and move is moving around a little before, he's gonna go right. Like, there's nothing wrong in that. So why are you trying to dr- make my kid into a druggie? You know? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's, and it, I don't know if you ever guys watched. Do you watch that uh, special on Netflix Which about? One? It's called. It's about pills. It's, it's like oh, the whole, uh, but it, it just shows that the whole Adderall thing was this. It was a way for the pharmaceutical companies to basically sling speed to children and create. They created all these, you know, ADD and all these it, bullshit names yeah. to make it okay for parents to be like, okay, yeah, you can give my son some drugs. Yeah, you know, <laughs> isn't Adderall so essentially like? Isn't it like meth or something like it's that? It's speed, or? bro. It's speed. That's what it is. That's why they can focus so well. That's what, like, wow. if you notice people, if you don't know anybody, if people who take a lot of Adderall, they start aging super fast, bro. Like, it, it just, it's, you think Macaulay it's Culkin not was good. on Adderall? <laughs> a lot of people are on Dude, Adderall. Adderall, Adderall Ritalin, it's a normal thing. Ritalin, Zanny, that's the one. That's the yeah, one. Yeah, Zanny, like, they, 
tons of fucking people are on this because what like it's a huge industry ritalin and uh that would be like uppers and then zannies would be like downers like yeah zannies like like, it's an anti-anxiety bro i'm I'm so anti like actual like pharmaceutical drugs yeah that like unless it's absolutely like needed i won't do it man like if i have a headache i'll like Unless I'm like like you know like with a Motrin, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like that's the that's pretty much the only thing I'll take. But yeah. like Tylenol for a headache, like I'll just get through the headache. Um, really you know, yeah. if, if it's something that that I can get through easily, then I'd rather just not. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, the less you can do, the better it is for your body. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because then your body starts getting used to that medication, and then it's like, yo, I'm gonna need you a little bit more. Because like that's how I used to be with the. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. It's I don't know if it's a genetic thing or probably how I eat, but. I just, on my mom's side, we've had, like, a lot of migraines and headaches, like, from mm. my grandpa to my mom to me. So, I get, like, a lot of headaches. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, I, I used to, like, take a, a shit ton of fucking uh, Tylenol. Gotcha. I didn't really know how bad it was for you. Yes, yeah, really literally like the it, um, I think I got an ulcer or, you know, where, yeah. like, you bleed, your stomach's bleeding. Yeah, yeah my brother got one of those. Because I puked out black and I was like, what, like, what happened? Whoa. And then I was like, the, the doctor was like, oh, yeah, did you eat anything? I was like, nope. I was like, yeah, he's you, like, how many Tylenols? You, you, you got to coat your belly before yeah. you take that stuff. See, I never, I never knew yeah. that stuff. And yeah, I, it does tell you on there. You know, it's like, don't take more than this. Yeah. I'm out. They're like, but... your head might explode. Your penis <laughs> might fall off. <laughs> all the, all these side okay, this head hurts too bad. <laughs> Jeez, man. Wait, so, so real quick, uh, yeah. going, going back to like, uh, this would probably be one of the last escort questions that I have. Yeah, but it's like, it. is there anything, is any, is, is like the sexual part of it sometimes expected like do do they do they ever like want it let's just put it in the way that like you know we all have our needs you know and um you're an adult and you're with somebody you're attracted to yeah leave it at that (laughs) (laughs) wait how how, how long how long are you contracted like to be with people is it like a difference like an hourly thing kind of uh, yeah i don't do hours um i i used to not even do two hours like minimum was four hours yeah uh, but like since I moved to Vegas, because the show was shot here, there's a lot of fans of the show. Literally, people just want to meet you to like yeah. talk to you about the show. So then I started doing two hours after that. But okay. Yeah, minimum is two hours. Yeah. Oh, nice. Damn, that's really short. I thought it was like a whole day type deal. Oh yeah, we, go, like... we do like weeks and stuff. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh dang. Damn. I was gonna say. Uh, so what part, like, what what part of your life was it that that kind of like pushed you to be like a massage therapist in the first place? Because I know you mentioned you do like. Massage therapy, right? Uh, well, I don't professionally practice anymore, but I did for ten years. Oh, you did ten oh, years? Damn. Yeah, yeah. Damn. For a long time, it was like my primary profession. Well, what was so, your, what was the thing that made you want to do that? Oh, uh, okay. So, growing up, um, I didn't say, but when I was four and a half, they moved to Japan. So I, I lived in Japan from I was four and a half till I was fifteen. My mom was always studying like alternative medicine. She was doing massage therapy and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, not uh, she wasn't professionally practicing massage therapy, but she was a she was an actual yoga instructor and she studied like uh, shiatsu. Yeah. Um, so she used to take me to her classes when she was younger. Uh, I developed asthma when I was younger, and I was so I was asthmatic and I had scoliosis and like pretty it was pretty bad. So I was like I was hospitalized a bunch of times. So I was I, my mom just she put me through a lot of different Eastern therapies. So I was always around that stuff, and then I really got into fitness, and that kind of, like, really, it helped me break through to being, like, a healthy person, and then martial arts. So it just became something that was sort of important to me since I was young. It was mm-hmm. kind of, like, my path to health, and, and then I also wanted to be able to share that with people who had problems. So um, I was really curious. and Actually, I wanted to study Chinese medicine, 
So mm. when I was modeling in New York and working like a bunch of jobs, just hustling, I was saving up money to go to school, to go to a Chinese medical school. Mm-hmm. And um, essentially, I met a beautiful girl that I fell in love with, and we were having a lot, a lot of unprotected sex. I was like 19 and was almost 20, and uh, she became pregnant, and she wanted to keep the baby. So I was like, okay, like, um, what am I going to do? Like, I need a profession immediately. Right. Because, you know, this modeling was, you know, you have to travel the world. It wasn't reliable enough. Um, yeah. And the, it was very so, sporadic. Uh, yeah, so I was just like, I was looking for something I could make a steady income in. I'm like, Chinese medical school, minimum four years. How am I going to support my kid while I'm doing that? Right. So I was like, okay, massage school is seven months. Like, I can, I'm already have some money saved up. So that was it. So I went into massage school so I could, you know, be Thanks. So I can, be, be, be a good dad. You so, know? so that part of your life came out of like a, like a necessity, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like it needed to happen. That's yeah, right. exactly. So real quick, how old were you when you signed up for that agency, the Jiggle Agency? Uh, well, signed up for it. Well, I think or a good contract I, I was, to yeah, do I was like 30 years old. Oh, okay. So I didn't get into it okay, way so later because I'm 36 later. now. Yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't like something I was. Pla- you're young, man. Yeah. It wasn't something I was planning in my life, you know. Yeah. 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 It just it was just like <laughs> I'm gonna take the. Yeah, I was like okay, and then I was good at it, so I just rolled. And then once it was once it came out on TV, it was kind of the cat was out of the box, so it was like okay, let's just, let's go for the ride, you know. Have you yeah. learned a lot like through that like the processes of like just dealing with people and whatnot? Oh, like- for sure, for sure, because you're dealing with people that are very. I mean, massage therapy is very intimate too, but it's different. Even training people is pretty intimate, but it's yeah, it's extremely intimate. You you connect with people at like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, definitely learn a lot. I was gonna say because uh, I would imagine that being in that profession, you kind of have to learn. It's like a different trait, right? Like you have to you have to know people, and it takes a lot of people's skills that, oh, for that, sure. that, 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 that people don't typically like have. You know, like yeah. some people get awkward, you know what I mean? Like, or, or, or they'll, yeah. they'll say the wrong thing. But when you're, when you're in that profession, you kind of have to learn how to one, keep your cool. And two, not, uh, not even, not even just you, but you have to make yeah. them feel like, yeah, yeah. Everything's you have, you cool, have to right? be like, super adaptable. Um, you have to be sensitive, but also masculine because women want somebody to take a lead. Yeah. You know, but you also have to be sensitive enough to see what they want. Not rather than just like a douchebag guy who's like, this is what I want to do, you know? So yeah. it's like a lot of different aspects of your awareness and you know masculinity like yeah you, you have to know yourself pretty well and also a good understanding of what women are looking for mm. yeah wait so you on your instagram uh page your your by yeah. your bio do you have something like the words like king of sex or something oh, yeah. like that can you, can you explain <laughs> that real quick man? It's, it's a little cheesy i, I, had, I had somebody it's a little cheesy. well it's it's kind of it's, it's also like marketing and really uh a lot of it is I want to go more into for education. Like I want to design a course. Um, I just haven't figured out the proper structure. Like if I want to put it first as like a weekend workshop or if, if I want to make it as like a series of like people can like an online thing where it's like a using fitness to make men better lovers. Yeah. And then uh, also a couples like a, a group, like a couple fitness thing that they can do together. So I don't know how I want to put it out, but it's like it's also controversy. It's like you're putting yourself out in a certain way, and you know I'm very confident about my knowledge about sexuality. Yeah. You know, and um, so why not King of Sex? Let's fucking put it out there. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. King of Sex. Yeah. That's catchy. I was gonna say because have you ever heard of a 
there's an actual program out here in Vegas where it's like stripper 101, right? Yeah. yeah. For for this company, and it it essentially teaches like women how to how to pole dance. Pole dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's like a almost also like a fitness kind of thing, right? Like a, yeah. Right? Is pole, that, pole yes. hundred percent. That's, that's crazy. So, fitness, so, so I feel like sexual sexual like uh, exercise could also be something similar. Yeah. Along those lines, and and I feel like it's. Like Tantra and there's all this, these, uh, well, I've, I'll, I'll never say like, I feel what they teach out here is pure Tantra because Tantra is so much deeper. Than What's Tantra? What's Tantra? Uh, You're talking about Tantric sex? Well, Tantric sex, it's just, it's an aspect of Tantra. Tantra is a way, of, it's, it's practicing spirituality. So there's mantra, which is the chanting, there's mm-hmm. visualizing, it's, it's a really deep, it's an ancient uh, study of spirituality. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a side, there's the right and left hand side. There's a side that actually uses sex to to practice, right? You know, uh, different states of awareness. It's really, it's more for meditation to use it as a, a way to break through blockages and circulate energy. Um, so they they teach a what they teach in mostly in America is this a very they just they extract a part of tantra and they sell it because sex sells. So they yeah. Sex the, you know they sell the part which is the sexual part of it but um but there's there's um certain techniques and stuff that if you apply it in your sex life that can really uh, energetically be healing and also uh um help you get into these like deep states of consciousness or you know just connect to your um higher states of awareness yeah yeah you, you're a very so. spiritual kind of like person too right like like you you believe in like energies and all that stuff well yeah i mean how can you not believe i mean your light is on because of energy you know it's like uh, i think think sometimes people feel like they make it too complicated they're like oh it's too umfufu and i'm like no like everything is literally energy like energy and vibration you you, you eat food yeah for energy it's like everything is energy you know yeah and it's good good or bad and and there's different levels of energy like atoms like how it's like, like basically we're a bunch of atoms configured because of how our DNA is structured, yeah. and it's all just the spinning. I mean, it's a, it's energy. It is what it is. It's you know. It's not, yeah. <laughs> have you it's ever done that. that that thing where like you stand next to somebody and they have their hands like next to their body, but then you kind of like move your hand closer to theirs. Yeah, you can feel very the feel. slowly, and you can feel like you a little push. Right? That called, is, isn't that called like something healing? Like, can't they do that? Energy healing. Got oh, that sexual like, healing. <laughs> that too. <laughs> there's there's a lot of different types of energy healing. The one that's probably the most well known is Reiki. Oh yeah, Reiki. Yeah, like, but there's yeah, there's a lot of different. There's Qigong and like if you've ever watched those like Qigong masters doing energy healing, it's a freaking amazing man. There's this one that uh, Greg Baden uh, posted. Greg Baden went around the world just uh, documenting different miraculous healings. Um, and I, I forgot the name of the clinic, but it was a, it's a clinic in China and it's a, it's, a, they're all, uh, Qigong practitioners and, uh, they show it on a sonogram. This lady, she has like a massive like tumor yeah. in her, in her, was it her belly? Not sure. Anyway, somewhere, yeah, <laughs> somewhere in there, somewhere in that cavity area. So she, had, they're showing the sonogram and then these Qigong guys start like they, put their hand they start doing energy work and they start chanting on it and it literally in live you can see the tumor shrink and it disappears wow Damn, yeah shit's freaking crazy man see, i'd so always the, love the, to try the, like the, things there's, like there's, that there's real stuff out there for sure you know if i ever get sick i'm coming to you bro 
Oh well, I'm not, I, ain't, I ain't at that level. But man. you can point <laughs> us in the right direction. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, yeah, no, like, yeah, no. Just tell them to go to. Oh, for sure, I can point you in the right direction. That, yeah. that, that I can do. <laughs> yeah, I have a buddy who's yeah. super into all that, man. Like, I, I'm pretty sure he's gonna become like a Buddhist, man. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, too. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we're gonna have him on the podcast probably at the end of the month too. That's yeah. cool. Um, but yeah, Buddhism man. is a fantastic system, you know. I think. Yeah. Well, just uh, he also does like uh, uh, intermittent fasting. Yeah. Where he'll eat like once a day, and that's it. Yeah, it's big you know? right now. It works for people's bodies. That's what know? I'd be doing. You have, to, you have to see what works for you. You know, I think people get really stuck in uh, different sort of diets because they see, oh, I want to become vegan or I want to become. I'm like, you have to figure out what works for your body. For some people, being vegan is going to work fantastically. Yeah. But then you also have to figure out, like, what does your body sound like? Are you allergic to beans? Are you look? There's so many. Like, you have to really take the time to figure out how does your body process food, and then. From that, you can... You got to work, yeah, because everybody's different. Yeah, you can work sure. what works the best for you. Because that's how I felt about the CBD thing, too, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I heard a lot of people, like, getting it right away with the tincture. Yes, I've been yes. doing it for, like... Because, like, now I heard, like, you need to take it for a while for your body to figure it out. For some people. For yeah. Some, some people, it works, works immediately. Yeah. It hasn't worked for me for anything. Yep. Like, maybe, maybe for my emotion side, but I don't really need it for that. I need yeah. it for my back. But and it, doesn't it, it hasn't been really working. I've tried everything, so... Yeah. Like my next step would be, oh, let me try the THC with the CBD because they mm-hmm. say that's another way. But you just got to, for anything, it's probably not going to work for you right away. That's why you just keep trying new things over and over. Yeah, because, I mean, we're like a chemical factory, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, everybody's body reacts differently to different substances. Same thing with alcohol. It's everybody reacts very differently to alcohol. Yeah. You know? I stopped so drinking. it depends what, yeah. Good. I stopped drinking. You know what's crazy though? What is one? I never had a problem drinking. Okay. But I, it's just like I realized, like it's kind of like something in my life that I don't really need. Yeah. And I can't recall a certain time when I've drunk. Yeah. And it was like a great experience. Like it's mm-hmm. always like it's always like oh my head the next day or like yeah, you throw yeah. up and it's like all oh, it's just it, it it didn't seem like something that I needed. And it kind of, I don't know, it feels good to kind of like sometimes just get rid of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, I think, almost on a yeah. minimalist. As long as you're not like vicing out to something else. Yeah. Like no, I think yeah, that's no. an excellent thing because yeah, alcohol isn't good, bro. I don't yeah. know. Like maybe a little teeny moderation. That's the beautiful word. That's you what know? they say. Yeah. Everything in moderation. moderation but yeah, uh, exactly. Like because I, I was just talking to some guy today and uh, he like fucked up his eye and he had internal bleeding and all that. Ooh. But um, he was saying like, yeah, he stopped red meat. While it was mm-hmm. like going back to normal, yeah. he said instantly the inflammation stopped it and went, it like yeah. it wasn't inflamed no more. Damn. Just yeah. from stopping for a couple of days, the red meat and just going straight like vegetarian. So it does show you that yeah, once again, bodies are different. Everybody's different, but bro. It still yeah. shows you how certain things that go into your body will affect affect you, you in a certain just, way. But, Looking- yeah, but for me, it's strange because like I tried the whole vegan thing. Like I met, I did my first ayahuasca ceremony years ago. And um, I had all these amazing visions, and I was just like, dude, I really would like to make an attempt to not eat animals, you know? Um, and it was just more for myself. Like, I'm not the type of guy, like, will go preach and tell people what they can do and they what can't do. But, like, for me, I was just like, I was like, I want to try this. So I did it for six months, and um, the first month I felt great because I feel like I detoxed all yeah, whatever, yeah. like, probably a lot, sure. of, a lot of toxins I was taking in. But after that, it was just a steady decline in my energy. Like, my energy level just was dropping and That's dropping. I didn't want to work out no more. And I tried everything. I was like, okay, maybe if I eat much more spinach, okay, let's, let me eat more beans. Let me eat more this. And um, my body doesn't process it very well. So I was always having stomach aches and just really feeling shitty all the time. And I started, like, literally, I'll 
like it wasn't chicken or anything but when i saw red meat i would drool like i just like it was incontrollable like i look at a cow and it was very primal like i wanted to kill it you know yeah, like, yeah. it was even though i love animals like yeah. i'm not a, yeah. but like i, I this said that side of i could feel that that predatorial it's in our si- genetics side in yeah. me like I, way I, you look at it and and yeah. i i respond really well to red meat like more than fish and chicken like mm-hmm. my body craves red meat and it processes it really well i never have a stomach problem when i'm eating red meat um i just i definitely try to stay away from all the hormones and stuff because you don't know what like the heck. more organic type meat yeah exactly yeah. exactly yeah it's like but, you said, man. Everybody's body's different. Like if, if, if you can man. live your life, because there's people that I know, yeah. or that Chuck knows, they've been vegan for 10, 15 yeah, years, 20 like years, twenty and years, good. and they're you doing know? fantastic. Yeah, and and the yeah. thing is, like, there, there's there's vegan foods out there that like I feel like look just like regular foods. Like there, I wouldn't like uh, yeah. you showed me like some chicken or teriyaki. Oh chicken yeah, or I gave you some. I get I get vegan and, food and, and, here and there. Yeah. So he gets vegan food sometimes because uh, yeah. of his girlfriend, and I I tried it and I was like. This tastes just like orange chicken, you know what I mean? But, but it's like, you know, one thing I don't get though is like, you are anti-eating chicken and meat, and why are you eating shit that looks like meat? I don't know. I don't get hey, that, man. Hey, yeah. I don't, that, that's weird. Like, I don't. I guess, that's true. I guess the two things would be like, you know, you're trying your best, yeah. and you know you don't want to switch, well, but the, you're like, fuck, I'm gonna do it, but I need to make it seem like mm. it's something I know. There's two gotcha, reasons gotcha. somebody would go vegan. There's two reasons. One one or the other, or maybe both. One is because of the whole animal killing yeah. thing. You know, they, they want to be a good humanitarian. They don't want to hurt the animals. They don't want to support the factories that exactly. abuse them. So that's one aspect. But then the yeah. other aspect is just to be healthier, right? Yeah. It's to be healthier. So Because they say that there are health implications that whenever you eat meat, like it's not yeah. good for you because it does this to you. It causes cancer, da, 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 all these all these other things. So the, the, it could definitely be one or the other or maybe both. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if I was to do it, it would definitely, like, I, don't get me wrong. Like, I, it's, I'm, I'm a meat eater. Mm-hmm. So I would, if I did go vegan, I would want something that resembles to eat Resemble, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like the transition easier. Yeah. I, I can mean, see that. I can yeah. see that. Because so, I, I just feel like <laughs> one thing, too, is a lot of, there's a lot of vegans out there that aren't healthy. That are probably oh, dude, worse off than a meat man, eater. The first, you know what I mean? The first vegans I ever met when I, so... Potato I chips. went to one year of high school in Kennebunkport, Maine. Well, Kennebunk, yeah. So my grandparents lived there, and um, my parents sent me there to go to high school. And I hung out with these few, like, vegan kids. And all they were like, oh, it's vegan. I'm like, no, but it's fucking junk food that you're eating. Yeah, like, like what it, the fuck? It's yeah. like, it doesn't matter it's vegan. Like, it's still, you're putting crap in your body. You know, yeah. it's like vegan with MSG. I'm like, it's still freaking, you're putting toxins in your yeah. body. And they were just, they were all kind of unhealthy. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I would, I would imagine like a lot of, a lot of vegan food has uh, soy in it, right? That's like a big ingredient. Yes. A lot of, there's a and lot of soy. It, it, it's, correct me if I'm wrong, but soy is not supposed to be like a good thing for men, right? Well, it's soy. Is, estrogen, soy is right? high in estrogen, yeah. so uh, so it would it would lower uh, your testosterone, right? Well, yes. Yeah, too much estrogen is just not needed for like we we need a certain amount of estrogen. Even actually, yeah. you know, for men's sex drive, you need a certain level of estrogen. Like this, when men starting taking a uh, uh, like a lot of testosterone, and they take um, estrogen blockers. And if they take too many estrogen blockers, and if you totally cut off your estrogen, it actually kills your sex drive. So yeah, completely. You need, yeah, you need a certain level of estrogen in your body um, for your body to function properly. Mm. But too much of it, you start, you know, you you get gynecomastia, like the, you know. The I male, just, I really want to know how much do you really have to eat of yeah. whatever you're doing in life for it to affect you? You know what I mean? Because, like, I, I looked it up and 
nobody had a real answer like exactly how much you'd have to consume per day to start getting those side effects those side effects well i think again it's how like your body you, processes it mm, you know what got i mean it, got it and like i said in the whole vegan thing like my uh son's mother did terribly when she ate meat or like ate uh bread and whatnot like she couldn't eat the way i was eating right but when she was just juicing like just carrying saying dude this she will like have Great, like people think she's on Adderall. Like she will sleep for like three hours. She go. She used to be a fitness instructor, so she'll go do like three spin classes in a row, and then come back and then like. Jesus. And then she was also a dancer, so she like come back and like dance and then like just she'll be, have so much energy. She'll just like talk for like hours straight as if she was like high in something, just blabbermouth. Like she was just so full of energy, and she looked amazing when she was doing that. As soon as she started eating the way I ate. It was completely yeah. terrible. She was sluggish. She That's wasn't crazy. feeling good. Because I also feel like you know? a little bit, and you know, it's not downsiding it because the mind is a beautiful thing. But yeah. I think once you feel any type of positive with whatever you're doing, if it's eating or juicing, it's the placebo effect too. Because now your body feels like it's, oh shit, it's helping me. Mm-hmm. It's for sure helping me. Now, I, I I've heard so many stories where people like, can just use their mind to cure a lot of their things, you know, yeah, just yeah. the power of belief, Powerful. you know, and I'm not talking about like the Jesus, and <laughs> stuff, but like yeah. just the power of belief of like, you know, they've done placebo things like gave yeah. people yeah. sugar pills that did nothing. And they were like, yo, I'm better. And yeah. they got better. Yeah. So it kind of yeah. shows it's you. It's definitely well, a psychological thing. Because like, again, like people forget that we're a chemical factory, right? So when the mind decides that it's some certain thing is happening, it's active. It will activate different chemical reactions mm-hmm. in your body, which will naturally, you know, it will, you. it will get you, bring you to the same result as, as if introducing actual chemical that's uh, going to do the same thing. You know, it's like, even like they say, like DMT, like our body naturally produces it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have like, we release all different kinds of chemicals naturally in our body. So if the mind is in the right state for, for everything to, happen naturally it's that 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 the chemistry that change will happen in the body do you yeah. have you ever seen those frogs in uh was it south america hey, it's funny somebody just bring that up really <laughs> the frog because oh, i was gonna say oh, uh, the, the combo the combo thing like the love you, the love drug the is, love drug you haven't heard of it man the love dude no. okay so there's this frog and like i don't know i don't know where it's in south america i want to say yeah. but it, you, yeah so it, we saw it on vice uh they did, they did this like 30 minute episode where um, essentially, there's this frog that produces like natural DMT within its body or something like that. Is, it, that, is that what it is? Is it DMT? I don't know if it's DMT. It's like an ecstasy or something, right? Like a. It's well, just the, it's crazy. It, there, yeah. There's different. So there's one called Camp Combo, which is a certain type of frog, and it's it's sort of like a poison, but it, it helps your body detox your mind and your body. Oh detox. yeah, that, I think that's a different. So one. that's the one you burn, and then then there's ones that there's frogs. They're actually toads out in uh, Arizona. They come out when it's raining and. Uh, from their gland, if you squeeze it, they uh, and you, you you basically you you catch them and then you squeeze them and then you rub their back and it, it extracts a five meo DMT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you you put it like on a like a glass plate or like a, you know those medical yeah the, those uh, yeah yeah so the ones you look through yeah so you put it there and then you let it dry and if you uh, cut it up and you smoke it yeah you have these insane visionary wait is, 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 that, is that in the uh in the amazon no no um, he said arizona that, that one it? arizona oh, okay they, they, they might have the same toads on it. see because the, the documentary is saying it's but, an amazonian but, frog called philo medusa bicolor 
or okay. Sapo. Okay, so, so what what type of uh... it produces an LSD effect? Yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's, oh, yeah, so it's, it's, it's an LSD so, effect. Oh, so yeah, I've never heard of those frogs yeah. before. So like the, 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 this, this guy like goes down there, man, and and they they basically like smoke the toad or I don't know what, yeah. what exactly what it is, but it yeah. produces it produces such a crazy like high supposedly that they almost like. How long? How long does it last? It doesn't last long, man. It, I think uh, the, the guy was showing it. Like, he showed the entire process of it happening. And it wasn't more than, like, uh, it was probably, like, under 10 minutes. Is it almost the same as that DMT? That sounds like DMT. Yeah, same as Is DMT. It? Very yeah, short. So, so it might it might be produced, might be a 5-MeO DMT, too. It might be. Like, it might isn't be. salvia the same, though, too? I know it's a terrible S- drug, salvia. but it's well, 10 minutes, right? Around. I, mean, I don't know if it's terrible. The, the thing a lot of people don't understand that salvia how the Incas did it and how the healers use it over there, they do it as a tea. Oh. So it's more subtle. Like uh, like the Western world wants to, <laughs> wants to make everything more intense, you know? So then you get the 20 time, 40 time, 60 time yeah. extract, which is, uh, I think it, it blasts you off so fast. And Salvia's world is such a strange, like the it's death a drug, very, you know I mean? very strange world. Um, but I mean, I must say like when I tried it and I came back up, uh, you you've tried salvia? Yeah, Ooh. it was you know. Did you just say you tried ayahuasca? I've done ayahuasca like nine, okay, yeah, nine that's times. Yeah. That's the same. Yeah, that's I've an, done ayahuasca like nine times, but I haven't done it in a while. Nine Damn. times? How do you like those? Like, are they what? What, it, what would it be LSD uh, or DMT? Uh, well, okay, so ayahuasca is it's a brew, right? From, yeah. From the Amazon, and the sort of the visionary property in it is the DMT, mm. but the ayahuasca root, the vine itself, is a uh, it's an MAO inhibitor, so we have a, a thing in our body that actually breaks down the DMT. So it's like a type of stomach uh, chemical that we yeah. have. So that's why we don't start tripping out from the, the DMT our body naturally uh, produces because it breaks yeah. it down immediately. So the ayahuasca root actually stops from the, for the DMT to break down. Oh. But, it, but it, it's also it's very alkaline, so the, it chases out acidity from the body. So when you're, they brew these things together, which usually it's a, they use a chakrani leaf because it's really high on DMT. Yeah. And sometimes they use other, uh, other plants for the DMT. So they brew it together and sometimes they mix other things into, and then that brew that they boil for a long time, then they drink that. So it, ayahuasca is a very, it's extremely cleansing. It can, it's helped people like, uh, with stomach cancer. I had a friend who had Crohn's disease mm-hmm. and Crohn's disease is not technically curable by Western medicine. He was cured within five months. Damn, that's crazy. Um, yeah, wow. so it, it, it heals the stomach a lot. Do you have to it, do anything like, is there a process before you take ayahuasca, oh, like cleansing-wise? Oh, for sure. Yeah, there's it, a cleansing it, process, it's right? Great, it's great to, it'll make your journey a lot easier, yeah. you know, to purify your body a little bit, because otherwise it's going to be detoxing. Yeah. My buddy just did it, and he said it changed. He said it's changed his perspective on life, period. Oh, uh, for, sure. for sure. I think any trip, like any time you trip, and I think you enter a realm that you can't enter, as a normal human being, and I think it, yeah. I I wouldn't say everybody do it because some people just don't need it, but yeah. I I'd say it's definitely something like it's like going on vacation. You definitely experience something you'll never experience ever in your life. Well, if yeah, you do something you, like you're that. allowed to experience the different because I feel we we operate on programs like so wherever you grew up, um, whatever the religion is, whatever your parents' beliefs are that becomes your reality, right? Yeah. Um, so all those inputs, whatever you're watching on TV, whatever your attention goes to, but that's not all of reality. And when you're taking these substances, it allows you to show, see uh, maybe a larger perspective of what mm-hmm. reality might be 
or a, just a different uh, different plane yeah, of exactly. existence. Is it like you, you essentially yeah. like step outside of your body and you see yourself happening? Yeah, a different realm, basically. Is that essentially yeah. what it is? Like, that too. It could be that kind of experience. It could be um, you start experiencing more of the energetic realm. You could maybe experience what the plants might be experiencing. Damn. How they communicate. Yep. Um, I don't think I could ever do that. How animals might communicate. Maybe you'll see through their eyes. Like you you can experience all different types of things depending on the, the, the plant and the medicine and the, you know, whatever you're, you're meant to experience. And I guess also just where your mindset is. Cause that's the thing you're going to see demons. If you're fighting demons, you're probably going to have, we all have demons, bro. We all have demons. And I feel like ayahuasca is very, uh, it's very purging and you, you're going to, It'll show you your demons because it, it helps you. You have to, you have to make peace with your demons in some way or another to get to the next level of it's like some anime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's amazing. I remember I had like visions where uh, some really intense stuff came up to me, and it came up visually as these monsters, like with millions of teeth, and they're coming at me, and I'm just like, okay, just meet it with compassion, you know, just be fully present and see it, and it'll like transform into like millions of little flowers and just yeah, that's, burst into yeah. a, and just like these different realms would start opening up i don't know it's just crazy stuff yeah that's dope though man yeah that's trippy man do, do you think any anybody can do ayahuasca or do you think it takes like a certain kind of uh well person? Y- you definitely have to check your medical condition you know there's yeah. certain like heart conditions you probably shouldn't do it because it's pretty harsh on your body is it legal uh, or illegal or is it is uh, there like a it, i mean there's uh i think santo daime and certain uh uh, religious groups have been exempt where they can they're allowed to practice it because they practice it as a church um, but it's i don't crazy. i don't think because dmt is a scheduled drug in america that i don't think it's technically uh legal if you're not doing it under a certain umbrella yeah but uh. you but, but you can go do it in peru or costa rica even mexico there might be some i know there's ibogaine centers in mexico so i won't be surprised what is surprised. that ibogaine is a it's a it's a plant from uh, Western. Uh, God, sorry if I'm wrong. I believe it's Western Africa. Just look it up, Ibogaine. Ibogaine. But um, it's a really powerful psychedelic, too. It could be dangerous um, for some people that have heart problems. People have died on it. Ooh. But but when it's uh, put in properly, like the centers that are using it, they extract the toxic stuff out of it, and they just give the the, the stuff that's for the visionary experience but it's it could be like a 36 hour journey but they said it's something like 80 percent of addicts who use it come back like um, clean clean they, wow. they, 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 See, they overcome like, their well, addiction because it's it, it basically unwinds your whole life in front of you almost man, so so you, so you see like exactly like this almost like a spirit guide comes to you and it's like you're almost like watching a movie of your own life so you understand where you develop maybe those habits of yeah. why you oh. develop these addictive tendencies. And so it, it also mentally, but it apparently also biologically changes you. So you, you can actually become allergic to whatever you're addicted to. Just crazy. Damn. Wow. It's like instant help to smokers or. But it, oh, yeah. But, but it, it, so it, it, of course it's not, not, of course it's not legal in America because you know, they want people to be hooked to drugs. They're like, go, 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 go do methadone. Like go do this. Go like this, hey. this country is very, uh, the business you know that's Every, a whole, it's a whole other conspiracy it's a, it's a right business. there well it's not a cons- it's, a, it's well, not a conspiracy that's it, it cons- it's the truth yeah, <laughs> like, that's what yeah. people, you know people like try to make everything in conspiracy i'm like no just look at how the money flows and yeah. look at what type All of the treatments money. are really out there then you understand that it's not it's not a conspiracy it's uh 
it's happening for a specific reason. Well, yeah. I, I meant more more of the conspiracy of like, oh, they already have a cure to cancer. Like they they have the because this is what my dad always says. They have a bunch like, of cures for they, cancer. They have, they have a bunch of cures for cancer. But what's the what's the best way? To be profiting, right? It's, it's just to give them something that works one out of one hundred times, and it costs well, a lot I mean, of money. It's it's like you Real know, like, like I said, we go back to the whole thing of using li- making lifetime users of pharmaceuticals, getting kids hooked on drugs at yeah. a young age, giving kids speed, Ritalin, and Zanny. It's the same thing. It's like they want addicts. They want people that need them to keep buying their pills because it's a billion dollar industry. You know, it's it becomes a thing of its own. Yeah, you know, so yeah, they don't want they don't want a freaking cure. That was freaking ruin everything. Because uh, like that's like <laughs> that's like anything you do in life. If you have a if you make a phone that's the best phone ever, yeah, and nobody has to upgrade, they're never gonna get a new phone from you. And most of those companies that do that, they go yeah. out of business. Yeah. So it's it's just how life is. And if you don't believe it, like anything you do, like just remember, like there's always something better out there already just waiting for it. Yeah. It's just market. Yeah. I forgot what it's called, but everybody does it in yeah. the business realm. Yeah, it's disposable. What's it called? Huh. Disposable. There's a certain name for it. But yeah. But real quick too, I just want to like ahead. say something Um, for the like LSD or anything because I know, I think, now I don't want to say it because I want to look it up, but yeah, I, I don't think acid, you can overdose on acid. I don't think you can like legitimately on the, the yeah, chemistry side, you, but you can you, die from it from heart problems. Right? You, so you can like, die from heart problems and you can also, uh, your mind can uh, be so overwhelmed that go like, in shock. like your consciousness can, uh, you, you, you can become schizophrenic from taking too much LSD. Damn, that's crazy. But that's like, it just depends on the person and the type yeah, of dosage, you know? It's so, like if you take way 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 too much and you're already not a very stable person or if you already have a schizophrenic tendencies it's not the best even like ayahuasca if you're somebody excuse me who's not very grounded and it's too out there yeah like people who are like oh my bunny is like the reincarnation of jesus christ kind of type of person <laughs> you know there's people like that yeah. who like who are way out there and just Left believe and right. in all kind Don't of crazy shit if they start taking it it just will they can, yeah. Take him to that be, next be, level of be, crazy. Yeah, be in a permanent state, oh, man. <laughs> state of psychosis. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. you. I don't feel like I could ever do that, it's man. It's definitely not for everybody, man. Yeah, no. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what it would do to me, but I, I, I get scared, man. Like, what, it would, it's, what? what if it completely changes me? Like, if I, do, well, if I do something like that. Ayahuasca, you mean? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, I think it would be great for you. Think so? Yeah, for sure. Because, because, because you are a very grounded person. Like both of you, you guys are like you guys are like machines. You know, you like you're very dedicated to your dreams, and you know you're doing everything you want to do. You know, you're moving. You're actually living. Yeah. In the you know what you believe, and you're getting better at what you do. So you're you're a grounded person. So I think it will just it'll be a it'll just it'll be a, a great great experience for you because all this maybe maybe help yeah. help you remove some stuff that you know you don't need you know yeah yeah we'll have to take a trip down to uh what's it called I'm the down. guatemala yeah yeah you can go to guatemala you can go to there's so many different places you said costa rica but, does it i think costa rica has a center too damn yeah there's a center for one. it yeah wow yeah. Can, it's, it's good to go to the ones that like actually have, like will medically check you up and, yeah you know i don't know why and, in and, my head and, i'm thinking and, it's like this like and, it's like around the fireplace like you're kind of like in an indian tribe and you're doing uh, you know, well like, uh, uh Peyote, you do around a fire sometimes, but ayahuasca pitch black is the best. Oh god, that sounds so scary! Like, yeah. because the 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 darkness becomes your projector. 
I don't yeah. know if I could if I could be in the dark and see that monster with a thousand teeth that you were talking about. Because that was the one thing when I used to scary, breathe, breathe through it, man. When I used to take yeah. like LSD, that was like the one place I usually didn't want to go is the dark because I'm like, yo, it everything gets, gets intense. You lose yourself. You're like, whoa, everything like, gets intense. It's 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 like a lot because your mind, yeah, like when you see stuff, like that's why when you take it in like the daylight, it's yeah, it, it feels really good because you don't really trip hard. But when it starts getting darker and darker, you start really seeing some it's nice intense stuff. dude i want to i want to do like mushrooms like an isolation tank um well, I, what's an isolation i, I heard tank? joe rogan does it isolation tank was actually made by this guy called dr lily super amazing guy he's actually he was friends with my dad um but he was like the first guy who um really said like dolphins are supremely intelligent and started studying how dolphins communicated but he also like uh, he experimented a lot experiment a lot with ketamine and he was a scientist. Like, he would do these crazy, take high dosages and, like, monitor himself and see what's happening in his body and where he goes consciously. And uh, he created this thing. Essentially, the stuff he created was, like, it looks like it was, like, a metal tank almost. It's a metal box that he he filled. With water, right? Yeah, with salt water that's, like, super buoyant. So you go in and you close it off, and then there will be no sound from the outside, and you're just in this pitch black space where you're floating, and it 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 puts you in this altered state. Because yeah, because you can't feel your body. You no can't more. feel your body. There's no. Uh, there's no. Uh, How do you breathe in the water? No, oh, no, no, you're you're, you're you, outside it, of the water. It's yeah, like laying so because salt water, you, so you're, you're buoyant. Floating, you're floating, and oh. it's, it's not super deep. Okay, it, it's is this deep enough so your body can float in it? Okay. Yeah. But remember, there's salt, so when you put more salt in the water, your body goes to the it, top. It, it just floats. So you won't sink. Yeah, it's, like, it's like the Dead Sea where it's like a crazy amount of uh, you know, sodium in it. Yeah, I've heard Joe Rogan does that, but what, what, when he's on shrooms, right? Uh, he, he's, he does it when he's like under the influence of THC. Mm-hmm. He apparently with mushrooms too. And I was like, wow, that must be a crazy much, experience. That must be completely amazing leaving. because mushrooms already is such a transformative experience. And, yeah. you know, to combine the two. Yeah, they have some of those out here. You know what I mean? They have the the tanks out here. They have a few places. I I don't think I'll be able to do it in somebody else's tank because I mean a mushroom trip usually lasts for like four hours. You know. So you'd have to buy your own. I guess so. Yeah. 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 I don't don't know how the space for it right now. I think they have like portable (laughs) ones. They have like these ghetto portable ones, but they they do look like they work because they got Amazon Prime. (laughs) Like they're foldable and stuff, and you just fill them (laughs) up with water. They look like little tents. I swear I've seen them on a Kickstarter. But, 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 but how does that actually stop the sound? The sound's outside. the only thing I don't know. Yeah, it seems, it seems like that. it's like... Seems sketch. Really, yeah. You can put seems, a little earbuds <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. It seems like a Kickstarter that got started and then they just <laughs> ran off with everybody's money. Yeah, yeah, right. Damn it, uh, I bought one. I need to do one <laughs> of those. <laughs> Wait, so, okay. so, so, so looking at your Instagram, like you, you're, yeah. you're super into like fitness and working out, right? Yes, yes. How often do you work out, man? Uh, I, I really listen to my body, so... I don't know sometimes like I'm like going through a phase where I work out seven days a week. Um, other times I'll like work out twice a day, take a day off. Or lately, what I've been doing is I felt like I was getting too tight. I was getting too much into just weightlifting and yeah, you know, um, doing so, a lot of kickboxing though, right? Or like yeah, I'm trying to loosen up again. I just I miss just that feeling of the the natural flow of energy in my body. Yeah, and so I've been doing. I'll weightlift one day and do movement, and then the next day I'll just do movement, and then I'll do it, and then I'll take like a day off, 
Yeah. And that's been working really well for me. What would lately. movement be like? Just like lightweight toning? Uh, or move, like, movement will be, I'll, I'll do more calisthenics and then oh, got it, got it. kickboxing, yeah, punching. Yeah, like body weight. Yeah, and do yeah. and do like a lot of stretching, kind of like I like the sex exercise stuff I do, like uh-huh. a lot of kind of mimicking sexual movements, but just, yeah, by myself. So is yeah. is is the whole sex exercise thing, because that was, was going to lead into one of my last questions for you. Yeah, go for it. Is a... Uh, it what projects are you currently working on right now that you because I I know you're talking about the sexercises thing and you yeah. wanted to find out if you wanted to make it like a course or a workshop or something yeah like that. exactly that's what I'm trying to figure out right now um so this yeah just processing that because like I'm really I'm really good on like one on one um instruction you know because I was I did that before yeah for me I just it's a, it's a challenge for me to put it into course format I just don't really know how uh-huh. to do it. So I, I've, I've been kind of stuck there for a while. Like I can be like, I can show you what I do or I can design a, like a one-on-one course, but like, how do I create something that all levels can do? Or yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been, it's been a real challenge for me. So well, are, are, that's are, where are, kind of, I'm like still trying to figure out. Yeah. I'm a little stuck there. Are you still writing your, your book? Cause I remember the last time that I, that we, that we, that I was at your house. Yeah. You were writing a book, weren't you? Like, uh, or is that the same Project oh, no, that you were working on, or is that something uh, different? No, I was, I was just, I was writing, uh, just ideas of how I want it structured, oh, okay. and, and like the key elements to like what is it to be a great lover, and how do you get there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, so go, so going back to the whole like adults entertainment company, are yeah. you, are you still looking to do something in that? Because I know you, you said that, that you yeah. Kinda... Uh, I mean, for me, that is one of my passions. Like, I want to create beautiful erotica. I want to create stuff that captures the true essence of like um sensuality and passion between a man and woman and that that interplay that dance and uh you know using it as a visual because i feel we learn a lot through our visual experience and yeah. and and i just i the power of media and tv is so amazing like literally i believe even the escorting male escorting thing the only reason why it exists now is because TV made it okay. Yeah. The, only, the only reason why you can walk into the social security center and see a guy all tatted up is because of Miami Inc. TV creates, you know, like media creates reality and because we, we're creatures of that mimic yeah. behavior. So for me, like I've, I've wanted to, for my own self, but also for the world to just create an alternative or this beautiful sexuality. Where and where women can really express themselves sexually too, where they're not stuck in a box of the male fantasy, where they can show like really what, what how how would they express if they were, you know if if they were uh, they have the mutual ground to say like this is what I like, you know, um, so yeah no that's that's something I still want to do, um, like I said like we you know you guys know I had a company with my ex and I've always wanted to do it with somebody I love more than just do it random like people random yeah. people and um and yeah i mean definitely that i definitely want to get back there my funding kind of fell through for my next company so i just been patient man just clocking yeah, on with what i in. do and you know keep my vision and yeah and well if you're out there watching hit a hit ash up <laughs> <laughs> yeah Fun. man like yeah you, you can find me on uh, instagram you can uh find me on I have Snapchat too, but I also have a Facebook page that I haven't been that active on, but I have my YouTube channel is uh, Ash Armand one and some of my sexual fitness stuff is there so you can watch it. Um, and if you comment and if you tell me like you want a certain types of videos, 
I definitely I like to make you know videos that are actually gonna help you. Yeah. So I'm um, I'm down to. To where do, it's more like yeah, it's, like you you're that, doing it because you know somebody out there needs yeah, that. Yeah, right? down to doing that. And if anybody like is out there who even wants like counseling for like fitness or like sexual stuff, like things that they're dealing with, that um you know they need somebody to talk to. Like I do you know I do do consulting, so you can you know hit me up through you can write on my YouTube page and you know, or even like DM me on my Instagram mm -hmm. and uh, well, we can we'll, do that. We'll, we'll definitely go yeah. ahead and put like all your information like down in the description of the video yeah. and then also the, for the podcast. Yeah. That way anybody who kind of like listens to it and even if they took something away from it, they can hit you up and yeah. tell you they took something away from it. Uh, but man, Thanks so much for yeah, coming through. Yeah, thank you so much, man. It's a I know, pleasure, I know, you're, I know you're sweating right now, bro. Yeah, I'm sweating sorry. bullets right now. It, it, just so y'all know, it. we say this every time, but yeah, yeah RAC. Well, we don't even have an AC unit. <laughs> we don't have an AC unit, yeah. yeah. yeah but we're keeping it real with you guys, all right? So we're, right now, yeah. we're detoxing, okay? Well, we're detoxing exactly. our bodies. Look, do you see how so, I'm not sweating, bro? Yeah, you're how not. Chuck's not sweating? I know. I'm like, our bodies are trained. Bro, I think they're getting trained. Yeah. Because I was like sweating super bad before. Really? When you live your life with less things, your body is just, man. Man, dude, I've never <laughs> one last story. Like when I lived with my grandfather uh, in Maine for one year, I remember it was like in the winter, it gets freaking cold over there. And he came up and he complained about me putting the heat too high once. And I was like, you know, I was a little rebel. I was like, screw this dude. So I put off the freaking heat for the whole winter. And I did great. Like my, your body just adjusts yeah, to it. I, it's a beautiful I thing. got into like amazing, like meditative states. Cause that's when I really started meditating a lot. Like when I was like, 16 um and i was like i was like oh this is kind of cool like just yeah. to make your body do something it doesn't normally do this it activates that was like when uh yeah my hot water went out at my one of my houses and we yeah. were like we're not paying for it we're moving out of here so we had like six months of no hot water yeah. and it was winter so oh. i was literally like i literally would go in there and just be like no, I'm gonna do this. Freaking Zen, Zen Mark's yeah. Zen Monk status, man. And just, I was like, ooh, I feel so like get out the shower, feel hella tough and shit. But I heard it cold alive. showers are really good for you. <laughs> you alive. know what I mean? Yeah, it just freaking wakes you the heck up. It's yeah, that's like, for sure. Uh, yeah. So be before we wrap yes. this whole thing up, uh, last thing, is there any words of advice you have for anybody out there that's watching that you kinda wanna inspire? Like any words of wisdom you wanna give to them? Words of wisdom, man. I don't know. <laughs> um I know, one thing I've been thinking a lot lately, especially like living in a place like Vegas, I see, I know like a lot of people want to deny their demons. I just believe everybody has demons and there's things that we're dealing with. I mean by like demons is like things that weigh us down um, and like our own self-destructive behavior. And I think like it's okay to have demons. Like it's like you can't judge that, but it's more like using it as your ally, using those demons. Like if you have those feelings and anger, use it like, Go work out. Like find find outlets where you can express that and try it instead of trying to suppress it. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think then it becomes very therapeutic instead. It becomes an ally rather than something that uh, destroys you. You know, and um, yeah, I think that's that's one thing that's been on my mind lately. So, but yeah, I mean, I have, I have a lot of different information stored in me, yeah. depending yeah. on whatever people need. I can share, and yeah. I think that's the best we can do as a human being. There's only is limited what we no we're never gonna know all and all we can do is share what we know and you know that's the best we can do so oh, yeah, well i personally yeah. learned a lot from this <laughs> yeah episode, i learned man. a shit ton so, so yeah good. thank you for being on man seriously yeah, yeah man thank appreciate you. it thanks thank for you, having thank me man so it was great working with you guys and next yeah. episode we try ayahuasca oh, <laughs> <laughs> on live thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you guys on the next morning dinner <laughs> all right y'all good night every time i come in the kitchen you in the kitchen 
damn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. 